Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is John Meyerhofer, founder and CEO of Voice Indigo. Today we will discuss the relevancy of mobile podcasting for the Hispanic marketplace. John has more than 15 years of experience in the software industry, including 12 years of experience in international general management, executive-level sales management, and marketing roles dealing with emerging market software products and geographies. Prior to founding Voice Indigo, he was vice president of worldwide sales at Westbridge Technology, a leading XML web services security infrastructure company, and a member of their founding management team. John's focus during much of the 1990s was Internet Electronic Commerce. Prior to Westbridge, John was Vice President of International Operations for Comergent Technology, where he led their efforts to establish field operations in markets outside of North America. John was the founding member of Broad Vision's European Executive Management Team, where he started and managed various Broad Vision businesses in Europe and the Middle East. Prior to Broadvision, John managed Gain Sybase's interactive new media sales efforts in Europe and developed software as an engineer at Oracle Corporation. John is also co-founder of Clearport Technology Group, a nonprofit that provides on-demand hosted application technology to socially oriented nonprofits. John graduated magna cum laude from the University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, with a Bachelor's of Science in Chemical Engineering. John, welcome. Thank you. What is Voice Indigo? So Voice Indigo operates a service where consumers can listen to podcasts or audio content on their cell phones. And for those listeners out there who aren't that familiar with podcasting, podcasting is a great new way that you can subscribe to content that you're specifically interested in and have it brought to your device, in this case it's a mobile phone, and listen to it anytime you want, anywhere you want. And the nice thing about that is, is before podcasting, before this, these internet-based methods of content distribution, you really could only listen to things that were pushed out to you, that were broadcasted. And it wasn't really cost-effective to broadcast content unless it was um, desirable from a broad base of users. The nice thing about podcasting is is that if you're interested in something that's specific only to you or only to a small group of 50 people, it's still economical and cost-effective for you to get that content. So if I'm interested in you know, Australian sheepdogs and maybe 12 other people in the world are interested in Australian sheepdogs, I'm sure I could find a podcast about that. Um, and but yet there's no media outlet in the right mind that would go out and produce that for the broadcast space. It would just be users who are interested specifically in that content, sharing that content specifically with others who are interested in it. Um, uh, an example could be um, if I come from a certain town outside the U.S. and I've immigrated to the U.S., uh, there might be people within my hometown that are, are producing podcasts about local news. I would never get that because my hometown is too small. I would never get that local news via a broadcast channel, but yet I could subscribe to it using the Voice Indigo service and have it brought to my mobile phone on a daily basis. And yet it's become so widespread and so popular 
that even some of the mainstream media are starting to podcast their information and their news and even use it as a promotional tool. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the spectrum of advantage um, advantages that podcasting has is wide. So one of them I mentioned is that the cost to produce and distribute a podcast is very small. So whether it has a broad appeal or a very narrow appeal, you can still distribute it, produce and distribute it for, for nearly nothing. Um, so that's, you know, that, that's the primary advantage. But yet you also have, you know, outlets like the BBC, NPR. Um, there's just, you know, you, you name a major media outlet, for example. Univision has an extensive podcast offering, for example. Um, and there's also, you know, um, there's a podcasting uh, site called uh, Patadegal. I'm not sure if I, I have that pronounced pronunciation right, or Communicando has podcasts. Um, you know, outlets that are established media outlets are finding this a valuable way to offer their users flexibility on when they can consume the content. So uh, now they're, they're kind of releasing the chains around our wrist. We don't have to tune into the, the radio or television at a certain time. We can consume the content whenever we want it. What kinds of numbers are we talking about here, John? Do you have any idea? Um, you mean as far as the number of people consuming podcasts? Right. How many people are listening to podcasts and how many people or how many podcasts are being produced? Well, so the, the numbers change every month because the growth rate is so uh, so large. But there's well over um, 100,000 podcasters, uh, and that was as of a couple months ago. And the number of people in the U.S. alone that are – the estimates range anywhere from 1 to 20 million – but you see a lot of estimates coming in somewhere in the middle, around 10 million early adopters listen to podcasts. And I think it would be more if it was actually easier to get podcasts. And, and that's kind of one of the problems that we solve. It, to use Voice Indigo, all you need is a mobile phone. You don't need an iPod. An iPod. Um, so, and, and, and that's pretty significant because um, in the Hispanic market, only 15% of Hispanics own iPods uh, and 22% of the general population do. So there's a lower percentage, but a higher percentage of Hispanics say that they can't live without their cell phones. The Pew, Inter the Pew Institute did a, a poll, and the, the results showed that 32% of Hispanics said that they could not live without their cell phones, where only 24% of non-Hispanic whites kind of made that statement. So we see a really high rate of cell phone usage among that population. And what we enable is delivery to your cell phone in basically, you know, very few steps. We make it very easy for people to listen to podcasts. And so I think that more than 10 billion people in the U.S. would actually listen to podcasts um, if it was easier. And that's kind of the, the need we're trying to fulfill here. Who is tuning in? What is the typical profile of the podcast listener? Typically, um, it's it's well. Typically, it's the, the the younger market. So, podcast listeners range from you know anywhere from fifteen to you know in the sixties. I know people in the sixties listen to listen to podcasts. But if you're fifteen to twenty four, you're twice as likely to listen to a podcast. Um, and, and this comes from some recent Arbitron data that I, I've seen. So it's. 
really the youthful group, the early adopters of technology. And, you know, among this group, you know, they're into blogging. They're, you know, they can't live without their mobile phones. They belong to social networks, and they're, in, and they're really into music. So that's kind of some of the demographic traits of, um, of this group of people. So essentially, young, very mobility-oriented, certainly within the Hispanic demographic, into blogging and into music. That's correct. That's correct. And, I mean, also, for example, do you own an iPod? I do. Do you have it with you right now? Uh, not this moment. Okay. Do you have your cell phone with you? No. You don't? No. You're like one of the only people in the country that doesn't. <laughs> it's next to the iPod. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is killing my point. But most people, they leave the house in the morning and they take their cell phone. They, they often don't. You know, they don't take their iPod typically. You know, like and most, most people always have their cell phone with them, but only under specific use cases do they have their iPod with them. Sure. And so what we're trying to do is facilitate that kind of on-the-go listening where, you know, if you're sitting and waiting for a meeting or if you're stuck in traffic, you fire up your cell phone and you, you listen to a, a five- or a ten-minute podcast. And, you know, it could be the news. It could be, um, it could be well, this podcast, for example, if, if you're interested in, you know, marketing and, and advertising. Or it could just be comedy or sports or, or traffic. Now, that brings me, when, when you describe those topics, that brings me to an older, more business-oriented demographic. The kinds of podcasts that I'm interested in, for example, are different from what you were describing for the younger profile of your typical listener. And yet, I find myself very intrigued and very interested in podcasts because they provide me that flexibility to choose what I want to listen to and when. What kind of programming is available for listeners? What kind of choices are available? Basically, the beauty of podcasting is that it's so cheap to produce and distribute a podcast that if you're interested in a topic and you want to have a voice, if you're you know, the type of person who would blog or just wants to express themselves, you can publish that podcast. And as a result, there are podcasts about just, you know, every available topic you can think of. So um, if for us in sales and marketing, obviously, there's, you know, a lot of PR-related podcasts for, um, you know, I'm, uh, in the tech industry. I mean, I, I started listening to podcasts with IT Conversations. It's a, the second most popular podcast network out there which isn't surprising because it's, you know, the tech-oriented early adopters. And they just record proceedings from conferences, events that you would never in your life have the time to attend because, you know, there's a conference every week. But yet if you want to choose the one or two sessions of a conference that are the most interesting, you know, if you're interested in search technology, there might be a panel on search. You can, you know, in, in 20 minutes of your spare time, plug into that data where 3,000 people might be able to attend a conference, 30,000 or 300,000 people can actually listen to that programming. And, and it goes beyond that, you know, very kind of niche programming to general topics of interest. If you listen to talk radio at all, whether it's national public radio, a variety of flavors, or whether it's AM radio, you know that, you know, politics, sports, science, 
lot of Tech Talk Radio as well. Um, these are all popular subjects for talk radio, and not surprisingly, there's a lot of podcasts about these areas. On the Voice Indigo site, if you want to get a feeling for the variety of content offered, you can go to www.voiceindigo.com, and it, close to the upper right-hand corner, in the upper right-hand part of the screen, there's a, a link called Feed Me. There's a bunch of channels. You can click on any of these channels and see what types of podcasts are available. So in comedy, for example, we've got NPR, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, The Onion Radio News, The Ricky Gervais Show. In politics, liberal-leaning, we have things like Democracy Now! or KCRW's Left, Right, and Center, and The Al Franken Show. So, um, you know, and then we've got, uh, of course, politics right view, because open media is about, you know, listening to all the voices or letting all the voices have access to distribution. Uh, we have a social innovation channel where nonprofits such as UNICEF release um, short four or five minute podcasts about their work. And it's, it's fascinating. Now, the UNICEF audio content would never be broadcast on the radio. It's just not the type of thing that's going to garner a large audience. But if you're interested in innovative social work, you can now listen to cutting-edge, state-of-the-art uh, information via the podcast medium. How many podcast categories are there on your website? Well, we have a directory which has literally probably you know, close to 100 categories, but we actually publish 15 to 20 channels for those people who don't really want to kind of do the web surf, you know, discovery process or search discovery process. We make it easy. They can just subscribe to comedy or business and money or environment or politics or sports and fitness. Uh, I mean, it really comes down to the ontology of a directory. You know, you can have a directory of, you know, hundreds of categories and maintaining that directory often becomes a nightmare or you can go to one big flat directory and make the discovery process via search, which eventually happened to Yahoo. In the early days, Yahoo had, you know, dozens of people maintaining their directory and they eventually kind of let that shrink and die off and now you discover stuff on Yahoo by searching on keywords. And it's, um, there's actually a good podcast by a, a guy named Clay Shirky called Ontology is Dead, which talks about the directory model and categorization fading away into one flat kind of directory. And, and of course, there's the whole tagging model as well that we'll eventually implement on our site. So 100 categories, how many different kinds of podcasts within those categories? Well, we have about 16,000 podcasts in our directory. I think if, if you're interested in a topic, no matter how obscure, the odds are that you'll probably find it. And if you can't find it but you know it exists, say for some reason we made the terrible mistake of not including the Hispanic NPR podcast in our directory. Oh, no. No, we, we didn't make it, but just hypothetically. <laughs> um, it would be easy for anyone to add that URL by simply subscribing to it using the, the, the RSS feed. So essentially, if it's not in the system... It's as long as it has a URL, then it should be fairly simple to add to Voice Indigo. That's correct. And, and the significance of all of this, really, from a marketing perspective, is so 
So you, you have this content, and it's spoken word in music, and it's very powerful. And people, the 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 the, the user, the end listener, has actively gone out and sought to subscribe to content about a specific topic. And if you tie that in with our technology, that enables brands to leverage that content through something that we've coined ambient advertising, which basically is a visual overlay. Uh, so an ambient ad is a visual overlay with a direct response path back to the advertiser. So if I'm listening to an ad, uh, a program, a podcast by KCRW uh, about energy policy, you might see an advertisement for a Prius. And um, that below it, it would say, click here for a test drive and or call for a test drive today. And you would click a button on our application and it would call out to the Prius dealer or to Toyota and they, you'd be routed to your Prius dealer. And that's basically a, a click per action type of marketing mechanism. And the response rate from something like that is extremely high because A, it's one highly targeted ad on a device to a user that's highly interested in, in a specific subject. And, and we, we match based on the context of the ad or on the listener's behavior, we know what listeners have listened to, so we can can easily um, target our ads based on behavioral targeting as well. What kind of topics are popular with Hispanics? Well, um, so I can't say for sure, to be honest with you, um, but I know that there's a, a large segment of the Hispanic population that is in the younger demographic. So I guess Internet World has uh, an interesting stat where one-third of all Hispanics in the U.S. will be under 18 by the year 2010. So that's a nice new crop of users who aren't afraid of technology and who are absolutely going to listen to podcasts. And by 2010, every cell phone out there will be, you know, Internet data-enabled and, you know, it'll be transparent. It'd be like turning on the radio listening to a podcast. Now, that brings me to the next question. Can anybody with a cell phone listen to the podcast, or are there certain requirements? Well, basically what you need to do is you need to have a data plan. Um, so in order to use our service, you basically have to have a, a, a data plan or a mobile Internet plan, and your cell phone has to be audio capable. So that's, you know, that's most of the new phones sold today. Uh, so you know, every eight months, the average phone owner gets a new phone. Uh, so I, I, I typically, before Voice Indigo, I got a new phone kind of every half year because the phone technology advances so quickly. And the, the number of people with data plans that actively use the data plan on their phone is rapidly increasing. So it's a group called Pyramid Research. They did, a, they did a study, and they determined that right now, well, last year, $3 billion was spent on, on the mobile data market. Um, in, in Latin America. And in four years from now, that market will be almost four times as big. It'll be $11 million. So that's a 29% year-after-year annual growth. And we expect to see the same thing here you know, in, in, in North America. Just uh, basically uh, the number of data users right now, there's somewhere between 25 to 40 million active data users. So that's one out of every uh, it's one out of every six or seven people. Um, but that number, we 
essentially this is the wave of the future. This is the beginning of what we're going to be seeing in the coming years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there are a lot of, I mean, well, there's over 100,000 English language podcasts. Um, and there are a lot of Spanish language podcasts, too. And, and there are a lot of people who want to reach the Hispanic market, like um, Chris Dodd, who's a Republican senator out of Connecticut. He has a regular podcast, and it's in Spanish. Is that right? Yeah, and, and there's a lot of directories popping up, like Podsonoro, or there's a directory called List of Day Podcasts. Not the most creative name, but it's actually it's perfect because it tells you exactly what it does. So, um, and, you know, I, I, I see more and more podcasts. In, I mean, podcasting is just not an English language, North American phenomenon. It is a worldwide phenomenon. And, uh, you know, it spans all languages and cultures. Any culture that has a significant uh, amount of wired people, it, podcasting is, is taking off like wildfire. Is your service available outside the U.S.? Well, we're a very small company, Elena. <laughs> so um, we actually are working with a company based in Europe to bring our podcast to to uh, the wireless carriers. But we haven't created – I mean – it's easy to um, produce a Spanish language version of what we have, or you know any other language. It, it, the system is architected to travel, but we just haven't done it yet. Our service has only been available since February. Thank you, John, for joining us today, and to our audience, thank you for listening to John Meyerhofer, founder and CEO of Voice Indigo, who discussed the relevancy of mobile podcasting for the Hispanic marketplace. Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your comments, suggestions, questions, or ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.